joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, if you don't have any joy, you're just not going to have too much strength. Welcome to this episode of Crossroads Ministries Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Cox. This morning, he'll be talking about not letting the devil steal your joy. You can learn all about Crossroads Ministries on our website, www.crossroadsministries.webador.com, where you can find links to our podcast, episodes, our newsletter, and much more. This is the Reverend Mark Hawks. Welcome to Walking by Faith. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads before thee. We thank and we praise you, Lord, today for your blessings upon us. We pray, Lord, for the blessing of your word, that you would anoint it and bless me as I break the bread of life and try to give the bread of life, the words of God, to those children of God who desire to hear the truth. We thank you and we praise you for your anointing. Without you, we can do nothing. I am just a messenger. Lord, we thank you and we praise you today for salvation. Now bless the reading of your word, and we ask it in the mighty name of Christ. Amen and amen. Joy. Joy in the Lord. When you hear the word joy, what do you think about? Well, I think the first time that I've seen it in the Bible was probably in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Nehemiah wrote in the Old Testament. Of course, he was the one who was commissioned to go back, and he got permission from the king to go back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. The Lord had put it inside of his heart. His heart was heavy, and he was a cupbearer for the king. He had to pray about it a lot. He had to pray if he could have permission from the king to travel back and to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem in his home. And it says here in the book of Nehemiah 8 and 10, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, if you don't have any joy, you're just not going to have too much strength. There is so much in the Christian life. That is, uh, sometimes there's so many rules, and I know that there are rules. I know that churches have them. I know the Word of God certainly has them. Provisions about abstaining from the very appearance of evil and for us not to live in the flesh. Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak indeed. But if we lose our joy, and most times you can probably tell, I'm speaking to us Christians now, it's very easy to tell. Uh, it's kind of like an inner tube and a tire has lost its air. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of the old story about I know you probably heard it but it is it is a good illustration about the man who had a flat tire and he pulled off to the side of the street and there just happened to be an insane asylum with some people there the story goes that the man had one flat tire he was changing the tire that was flat and then he proceeded to do that got it jacked up and got it all ready put the new one on the spare tire on you know back in those days he had HUD caps and some of you probably don't know what HUD caps are but <laughs> used to be HUD caps on cars and, and they come in different shapes and sizes and varieties and colors and things like that. But anyway, he, so he's out there and he changes the tire, gets the tire on there, and he has his lugs that holds the tire on with. The lugs, he puts them on the hood cap. As he reaches over there or whatever, he kicks them over or knocks over the lugs that are inside the hood cap, and they all go down a sewage drain. He, so he says to himself, what am I going to do? I don't have any lugs to hold my tire on, to hold the wheel on, after I put the spire on. Allegedly, that man that was unable to reason like everybody else, simply observed it and said to him said there's an easy answer to that all you got to do you got you got four or five lugs on each tire take one lug off of each tire and then 
you'll have enough, you'll have at least three or four to put the spare tire on with. And he said, you know, I never thought about that. A lot of times, people who are critical, and I know I'm speaking about myself, if you see Christians who are critical all the time, negative all the time, it tells you a whole lot more about them. They might as well just wear a sign and say it, I am miserable. As a matter of fact, misery loves company. You ever notice that? Misery loves company. I've been around people. You have been around people. And I, and I pray to God that I, I guess I've been like this too. I have to admit it. Confess your faults one to another. That I've been miserable. And sometimes I just wanted to have a, a simple pity party. I wanted somebody to feel sorry for me. Well, you know, I, I would do this if it weren't for this. I would do this if it weren't for that. If the circumstances weren't that way, I, I could excel. Or you can even get looking at Christians who are more successful and seem to do a lot more for the Lord. Well, it may well be because that they have paid the price. It may well be because they have spent more time in prayer than you have. So we're not to be envious one of another. We're not to strive with one another. But we are to, as much as lieth in us, to live peaceably with all men. But if I had a message in this, it would be, don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the devil steal your joy. John wrote and said, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. John wrote also in 1 John 5 and 4, he said, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So Nehemiah says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalms chapter 16 verse 11 says, Thou shalt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 17, The Lord... Thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Matthew chapter 2 verse 10. This is of course after Christ was born. Probably about two years after he was born. And the wise men, they saw the star. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And it was about a period of about two years before they actually came to where Christ was. And, And when they came to the house, they saw the child with his mother. And they were filled with great joy. You know, wise men still follow Christ. Wise men still follow Christ. I have nothing to ever say bad about the Lord Jesus Christ except that He's gave me joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the devil cannot take it. He cannot. He can give you a hard time, yes. The thief cometh but to kill, steal, and destroy. But the Lord Jesus Christ writes our names down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I don't know of, of anything. I wouldn't trade anything to know the Lord. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Paul had a lot of reason to be very down and out a lot of times because of the Jews five times received the 40 stripes save one. Many times he was in the deep in the waters. Many times he was among treacherous people that simply wanted to kill him for preaching the gospel. And all these things, Paul said, I count it all joy that I may know him. I count it all joy for me to live as Christ and to die is the gain. James says here in the book of James chapter 1 verse 2. He said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. But nobody wants any more trials than what, nobody wants their share of them. Let's put it that way. But it is through the troubles and the trials that we learn to trust Christ. And we always know that the devil cannot steal our joy. But now, you can let him have your joy. You can go ahead and make up your mind, put your hands up and just surrender. Amen. That matter of fact, that's what we need to do. That's exactly what we need to do. But let me finish that sentence. We need to raise up our hands. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter chapter 2 or 4 verses 8 and 9 he said I would therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting and in like manner also that the women adorn themselves with modest apparel not with 
gold or pearls or costly array. In other words, when I say lift up your hands, I mean lift up because of the joy of the Lord. He dwells among his praises. David said, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. The devil can take your joy if you allow him to, but he cannot take it as long as you claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing. Paul said, I am persuaded neither death nor love nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things yet to come shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> Listen here in the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 8. Read with me here. In the book of Acts chapter 8. Oh yes. This is Saul talking about Saul's conversion. And we go down here. Let's read here in verse 1. And Saul was consented unto his death. Unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against church. The church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all gathered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial. Now, in the seventh chapter, the previous chapter here, they'd already stoned Stephen, or Stephen, to death. They stoned him to death. Now, the apostle Paul was not the apostle Paul here in the seventh chapter book of Acts. He was a Jew. He was a Jew of the Jew. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, the strict sect of the Pharisees. He was a man who already had an equivalent of two PhDs, or this man wrote 60% of the New Testament. This man was a learned man. He set it to feet of Galileo, the great teacher of that time and day. He was an educated man. He was, and he was a Jew, but he saw the Christians as a threat to his religion. You know what? Christianity is a threat to religion. It is a threat to organized religion. The greatest threat to Christianity is most of the time it's organized religion. They never liked what Christ said. Matter of fact, he took away a lot of their joy. He killed a lot of their joy because they stood in the marketplace, the rabbis and the priests and the scribes and the Pharisees, and they laid out broad their garments. Jesus said, and they desired to be called rabbi. They desired to have the attention. Oh, yes, rabbi, rabbi. They desired to be called rabbi. But he said, you're full of dead men's bodies. Many times he went one-on-one -on -one against them, the scribes, the Pharisees, and hypocrites. Why? He stole their joy because organized religion is against the truth and the word of God. In the seventh chapter, they stoned Stephen. They stoned him, verse 55. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. In verse 56, and said, Behold, I see the heavens open. This is Stephen speaking here. While he's being stoned to death. And said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of God standing on the right hand of God. And they cried with a loud voice and they stopped their ears and they ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. That was the Apostle Paul. He was Saul then. And and they stoned Stephen. And he kneeled down and he cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. In other words, he went to sleep with Christ. Amen. In the eighth chapter, we go on here and verse 2. And devout man carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. He was the first martyr, the first one to give his life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 3. And for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hauling men and women committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad, went everywhere preaching the word. Verse 5. Now we're introduced to a man named Philip. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many that were lame were healed. And verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. <laughs> you know why there was great joy in the city? Because they got the devil out. 
Yeah, glory be to God. You know how you can have a revival in your church? Get the devil out. You know how you can get revival in your church? If you got a preacher up there stands up there and he doesn't teach the New Testament, he doesn't teach the Bible, the Word of God, all he does is just talk about social events and the Reader's Digest and the current events and what's going on in Washington. Hey man, we could care less. There ain't a thing in the world that can save Washington except the blood of Jesus Christ. There ain't a thing in the world that can correct us it's until we get back on our knees and we reclaim that which the devil has taken from us in the mighty name of Christ. Hey man, we need an, an ambassador. We need a, a representative. The Apostle Paul writes and says that we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors for the Word of God. The Apostle Paul, Peter down here in Samaria, preaching. And it says that many that were possessed with devils came out crying with unclean spirits. And that and after all, after they ran the devil out, the miracle of Philip preaching the gospel, there was great joy in the city. Amen. Amen. The reason why, listen, it's not by feelings, it's by faith. It's not by feelings, it's by faith. I see a city, but I've never been there. I see a Savior, and I've never seen it. I've never seen an angel, but I live by faith. And I know that the devil cannot take your joy away. Jesus says here in John chapter 15 verse 10, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. These things have I spoken unto you, that your joy may remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Verse 12, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. James also writes here in James chapter 1 verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. First Peter chapter 1 verse 7 says, That the trial of your faith, being more precious than that of gold, that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearance hearing of Jesus Christ, having not seen you love, but now you see him, yet not believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let's go over here to 19th chapter of the book of Luke. 19th chapter of the book of Luke. Don't let the devil take your joy. 19th chapter of the book of St. Luke, verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. Verse 4. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for the day I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and come down and received him received him what received him joyfully amen praise the lord <laughs> praise the lord he received him joyfully i don't know of any other person that receives the lord unless they do it joyfully now some people go to the altar in the old days they tell you to pray through and they tell you to hold on and some of them tell you to turn loose some of them told you to you know stand up or do this do that hold on turn loose let go i didn't know what to do you know but hey listen everybody's not the same Everybody's different. Everybody's a different individual. But all come the same way. They come by the cross. They come by the cross. They kneel at the cross. They come at the crossroads. They make that decision. They accept the Christ as their Savior. And Zacchaeus was a short man. And he now, now listen to this. He was a tax collector for the Romans. He was a tax collector. And nobody liked a tax collector. He collected taxes for the Roman government from his own people. His name was Zacchaeus. That's what we know about him. And we also know that he was short. And I don't know why, but he must have heard a lot about Christ coming. He must have heard a lot about him, about the miracles that he was doing. And so they must have been a multitude around Christ as they always was. And in verse 5, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. He climbed up. He climbed up to a sycamore tree. Somebody said, well, I wouldn't do that. Said, I've got too much pride. Maybe that's exactly what's wrong with a lot of us. We've got too much pride. Amen. 
Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Uh, the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt us in due time. Amen. I, I've said this before. There are people, and there are Christians too, sad to say. There are some Christians and some people, the only way they can stand tall is if, is if they stand on somebody. Amen. But that's not that's not the way that Christ tells us to do it. Christ tells us, you know what the golden rule is? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That's right. Do unto others as you'd have them to do unto you. So Zagaheus, he was desiring, even though he was a tax collector, no doubt he had a lot of enemies, had a lot of people didn't have a couldn't say one good word about him. You know, my friend, if you've got a lot of people who can't say one good thing about you, you know that Christ is looking for you. Did you know that? You're not looking for him. You're not even aware of him. You're not even aware you're even lost until the Spirit of God wakes you up. But Jesus Christ is looking for you. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. He didn't come to make you happy. He didn't come to make every day a utopia paradise as the prosperity preachers preach. No, no, no. He didn't come to make you happy. Can Jesus make me happy? Can Jesus make me successful? Can Jesus make me rich? Can Jesus make the sun shine? every day. Have a sunshine day like the Brady Bunch. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. He said, if you will follow me, take up your cross, deny yourself, and accept you do this, you cannot be my disciple. Now, that's a real follower of Christ. He puts a cross upon us. We don't bear the cross. We don't bear anybody's sins. We're not no better than anybody else. But by the grace of God, the Apostle Paul said, I was one born out of due time. In other words, he came to know Christ after he had been crucified, after he'd rose from the grave. I was one born out of due time, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was more abundantly than they all. He said, what I became, what I, what I achieved, I did it all for Christ. I counted all but lost before the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. He says, I am what I am, but by the grace of God. I am nothing but by the grace of God. No more, no less. But I tell you one thing. I want to please my Savior. I want to preach His Word. I want to win people to Christ. I want to be a good witness. I want to be true. I want to be honest. I want to be sincere. I want to be as real right now as I am on my job or when nobody's around. Nothing, nothing around. I want to be a good witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus says, glorify. He says, by your works, if you continue in my works, they will know that you're my disciples. So let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine. Now don't take a flashlight. Now listen, a lot of Christians are arrogant, and a lot of Christians are mean, and a lot of Christians are just downright rotten. I mean, I admit it. A lot of them are just carnal. But I mean, we still got to love them because they got to grow. Because we all started out somewhere. We've got to have our attitude determines our altitude. They say, I want to be on a mountaintop. Well, so do I. But listen, always have a good attitude. Be ready to answer. The Bible says, Peter wrote in 1 Peter 3 and 15, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to answer every man that asks you of the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. Let your grace be always with salt, seasoned, that you may know how to answer every man. So we need to have a good attitude. Speak it in love. Speaking the truth in love. Sharing Christ with everyone. And don't let the devil take our joy. Because you know what? He knows he can't. He can't. He can't. Oh, oh I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put you in the same position I put Job in. I've always wondered about Job. I've heard theologians, preachers, and I listen to every preacher that's on the radio. I love them because they help me to grow. They help me to learn. I mean, I've got a pretty good education, but I like to hear other preachers preach because they bless my heart. They bless my soul. And the bottom line of it is, when I hear them, I sense that they're sincere. Even so, the Lord has ordained it, Paul said, that that they which preach the gospel should live the gospel. 
And if you let your light so shine before men, so don't take it like a flashlight and run up to them and bind them with it. Because, hey, listen, don't you know that I'm holy? Don't you know that I'm a Christian? Don't you know that I've got this and I've got that? Don't you know? No, 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 no. You don't do it that way. Uh-huh. No. Just keep your mouth shut most of the time and just let your little light shine for the glory of God because Christ is inside of you. Let them see Christ. Only one life to live. An elderly minister. I knew him. He was a great evangelist in, in, in our churches. And most of the time he'd always close out. He would give the altar call. He would say, only one life to live and soon is past and only what's done for Christ will last. That's right. So let your light so shine before men. Don't take it like a flashlight and try to blind everybody with it. Don't tell everybody how holy you are. Don't worry. <laughs> if, if, if you've got any holiness, you got it from Christ. I guarantee you ain't got a bit. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's what the problem is. The churches are trying to do, they're trying to do the work of Christ without the Spirit of God. They're trying to do it without the wholeness of God. They're trying to do it without the biblical instruction from the Word of God. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. No man. Blessed, Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So let that light shine. But let it edify and glorify the body of Christ. Do it the way Christ would do it. Speak the truth in love. And don't be condescending. But love one another even as Christ loved us and forgave us. Zacchaeus, he climbed up that sycamore tree and he made haste. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him in that sycamore tree. Hey, Zacchaeus, come down, make haste. Come on down for the day I must abide with, with you at your house. Say, what? Boy, the dis- this is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus was always good at doing. <laughs> Man, he, he turned the religious world upside down. He made the scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites. They had more headaches. They had more anxiety. They had more stress. <laughs> Glory be to God than they could hammer. They just couldn't stand it. You know why? Because Jesus, Jesus didn't give them organized religion. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Christ, Christ gave them something to live for. Amen. Christ gave him something to live for. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So what what happened? Here's what happened. Every time Jesus did this, and when verse 7 and chapter 19 of Luke, and when they saw it, they were all murmuring, saying that he was going to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. And it's like he has stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, look what's already happened to him. Look what's already happened to this man. You know the best testimony? You know why I believe Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship with God through Christ Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Apostle Paul said, there is a foundation, a sure foundation, and it is Christ Jesus. No other man can be saved. Whereby, in the book of Acts it says, whereby no one can be saved except by the name of Jesus Christ. And the reason why I believe Christianity it would reduce our prison population. We'd reduce the breaking up of our homes. It's because Christ is the mighty counselor. The Prince of Peace. The marriage counselor. He is a marriage counselor. He is a good shepherd. He is the greatest teacher. He is the greatest philosopher. He never wrote a book. He never traveled 200 miles from the place he was born. He never he never sought fame. He did miracle after miracle. And yet this man, not no one's life, has impacted mankind as much as the life of Jesus Christ. This one solitary life. You can look the testimonies of men, women, boys and girls, wicked men, vile men, men that hated God, turned around. Just like the Apostle Paul. His organized religion, somebody's tampering with my organized religion. A lot of you out there are just worried about your organized religion. What I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Kind of messing things up here. Hey man, hey man, listen, my friend, religion will not save you. Shaking a preacher's hand will not save you. The only thing that will save you is the blood of Jesus Christ. The only thing that will save you is the same thing as Zacchaeus encountered that day, and that's Christ. 
Christ. He fills you. He for, First, He forgives you of your sins. Gives you a complete slate. A brand new slate. And your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, look what's already happening here. What is the proof that Christianity is real? Changed lives. Men and women's changed lives. You can go to Alcohol Anonymous and you may have a relapse. And I'm not mocking them. Hey, listen, we got to try anything we can do to get rid of drugs, alcohol, or putting homes back together and everything like that. But I tell you what, the reason why our homes are falling apart, when the family is destroyed, the nation is destroyed. Once the devil has destroyed the family and divided the family and confused our young people about gender and all of this stuff, that you are made in, this is what you need to be told. You are made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. And God has a plan for you. Christ died for you. He bled upon the cross for you. Whether you believe it or not. Whether you ever accept it or not. It's still true. He wants to give you eternal life. Eternal life. Leave all that misery behind. Leave all the misery behind. I can't promise you everything's going to be make you happy because that's not what the whole thing's about. We live in a fallen world and we have to face reality. Nobody likes to pay taxes and nobody likes to drive in traffic and nobody likes to have a headache and have to work and nobody likes to have to get up in the morning and get out of bed. But I tell you what, when you accept the Lord, you'll get up in the morning instead of saying, Good Lord, is it morning? You'll get up and say, Good morning, Lord. Glory be to God. The day is the day that the Lord is made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, 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 man. Hey, man, David said, I was glad. I was glad. Oh, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was glad. Let's go to church. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. So much more as you see that they approach. Is it time to go to church? Oh, I got to drag on the church. Oh, I got to go again. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, prayer meeting. Oh, I'm so tired. You know what's happened? You've lost your joy. You know why you think that way? Because you've lost your joy. <laughs> I used to be around a lot of people. I used to have a good old friend. He's a good Christian friend. Good Christian friend. He had the best way of being able to aggravate me. He could just aggravate me. And he would just come around and he'd say, Hey, say, Brother Mark, have you lost your joy? I mean, have you lost your joy? Maybe you need to get saved again. Maybe, have you lost your joy? <laughs> Oh, how good it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Hey, listen, listen. You know what the marks, you know what the marks of a real Christian is? Hey, man, I'm happy. I'm happy. I, I mean, I wish you could be as happy as I am. I'm beyond being happy. I am joyful. I am joyful. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hey, man, if you want to be strong, get the joy of the Lord. Hey, man, if you want to be strong, pray and spend time with Christ. I guarantee you can't be miserable. I guarantee you don't want to make people miserable. I guarantee you that your joy will overflow and that people will begin to look and understand and see that the Spirit of God lives inside of you and they just might want some of it because all the world offers is misery. <laughs> Woo! Man! Glory to God! Yeah! Oh, man. Oh, boy. Praise be to His holy name. Do you feel that? Hey, if you're a Christian, do you feel that? Hey, listen. Hey, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, the Spirit of God is here. Zacchaeus, being that old tax collector. Oh, right here, here, right here he is. Here he is. And everybody sat back there and said, Oh, Jesus, and went to be home. Went to be a guest with a sinner. Oh, have you got any sinners in your family? Have you? If you're a Christian, you know what the greatest opportunity you have? That is to live for Christ, to speak of Christ, to glorify Christ, to love them. I don't care if they hate your guts. To love them, to love them. No matter what, love them. 
no matter what love them the greatest opportunity you have is to share christ with them and every man has to come to those crossroads every man nobody can walk it for you nobody can do it for you mom and daddy can't do it for you grandma can't do it for you nobody can do it for you only you at that time that moment that second that place that hour the circumstances i can remember it right now i'm 46 years old in the lord i can remember the time the day the place i've never forgot it and i don't want to forget it you know what's wrong with christians you know why they're not on fire you know why they don't have any joy i know i've been there i know why I'm confessing my own sins because I left my first love. You know why you don't have it anymore? Because you've left your first love. You just go to a church that's dead. You go to a church that hands out a program. There's no altar call. There's no spirit of God. There's no anointing. There's no joy. There's no nothing. Just church membership. My friends, please, Lord Jesus. When we receive Christ, oh, it's so wonderful. It's so good. <laughs> I just I just couldn't shut up about it. <laughs> I, don't, I can't get over it. And I don't want to get old. Hey, I made up my mind. I'm not going to let the devil take my joy. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No, no. Philip went down there. He cast out demons. And it was unclean spirits crying with loud voices. Get, get him out of here. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Yeah, that's what Peter and John did. They went into the temple at the third hour. What was it? In the third chapter of the book of Acts. And there was a man sitting there. And he, all he could do was beg. Begging for alms. That's all he could do. Homeless person sitting out there begging for alms. And he looked up to Peter and John as though to receive something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Peter said this word. Oh yes. Silver and gold have I none. But in the, as such as I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And immediately, his legs and his ankles received strength, and he began to leap and walk. He began to leap and walk and praising God. Woo! Glory be to God. When's the last time you hear somebody in church say, praise God? Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Hey, where organized religion is, there ain't no liberty. Hey, Amen. Hey, I'm so, I mean, Christians get so happy. I'm just going to praise the Lord. I'm just going to cry. I'm just going to weep. I don't know if you're going to jump or run or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the devil tries and tries. And Listen, he's been doing this. I don't know how long he's been doing it. But he's been doing it longer than, than we know about. He knows what works. Jesus said, take heed that the cares of this life do not take you unawares. Zacchaeus. Oh they, oh, they had a lot to say about Jesus. Oh, if this man was really a holy man, he, he's a friend of sinners. You better believe he's a friend of sinners. Thank God he is a friend of sinners. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's the best friend. Yes, sir. Amen. He's the best friend an old sinner ever had. Hey, man, you know what I am? I'm a sinner saved by grace. Hey, man, I don't practice sin. Hey, man, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. A Christian doesn't want to sin. But we all sin to come short of the glory of God. And we all sin in some degree, to some extent in word or deed or action or thought or something. Let's just be honest about it. We all do that because we've all sinned and, sh- and come short of the glory of God. But I am in Christ. But because I'm in Christ, I don't want to sin. I have no desire to sin. But because I'm in the flesh, I'm restrained. I am restrained. I'm held up and I'm enclosed. I'm in prison in this body of flesh. And someday I will fly away by the help and the grace of God, because Christ liveth in me. If this same Spirit which raised up Jesus from the dead shall be in you, he shall raise you up. And where I am, there you shall be also. Yes. What do you get? What do you get when you come to Christ like Zacchaeus? You get forgiven. You take him in. Take Christ. And then the onlookers, wow, he's gone home to be a guest for the man that's a sinner. Yes. Yes. That's why he came. I came. He said, I came not to call the righteous to repentance, but those that need a doctor, the physician. 
If you were diagnosed with cancer and you had a doctor, he knew you was going to live maybe six months and he didn't tell you that, he would be wrong. If he lied to you and told you that, well, you're fine, you don't have any cancer, you're good. But you really did. What would you think of him? Well, you think he's a bad doctor. He's doing from our practice. But see, Jesus is the great physician, the great doctor, the great healer, the great intercessor, the great, great King of kings and the Lord of lords. Revelation chapter 17 verse 14 says, But these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called chosen and faithful. What do you want to be? I want to be called. I want to be chosen. I want to be faithful. Jesus said many are called, but few are chosen. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. God bless you until the next time. Join us next week for part two of this sermon by Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. have enjoyed this Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Join us again Sunday, June 13th at 11 a.m. for a new sermon and be sure to follow us on social media or visit our website crossroadsministries.webador.com. Donations to the ministry are also appreciated and accepted. Please mail all donations to Reverend Mark Hawks, P.O. Box 402, Sparta, North Carolina, 28675. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday. Tune in again on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and many other platforms.